Hey friends, it's Caitlin Vinson here and welcome to the You Go Girlfriend podcast. I'm here to be real, vulnerable and have your back along the way. We're only human and make mistakes, but we're here to support one another and feel empowered in taking the next step. I'll be joined by some epic guests that will openly share the space to speak their truth. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and I highly recommend you seek professional advice when needed. Are you ready for it? Let's have some fun. (laughs) Hello, everyone. I am very excited for this podcast because I was actually a guest on someone else's podcast. Ryan from One Talk does this amazing podcast, which really opens up the eyes of mental health and support for a lot of people out there that just need to be heard and seen. So this podcast podcast episode is actually going to be me being interviewed about what's going on and the cool thing about it is I reckon it's a lot more of an updated version about you girlfriend and the vision of what's actually happened in the past year so sit back relax and enjoy the interview to come welcome Caitlin thanks for joining us oh my absolute pleasure thanks legend for having me um, so keen to dive into today's episode um, when I started when I found out about yourself and the work that you do is very inspiring because you dive into both realms, but you haven't mixed them together. Like you've got you go bro and you've got you go girlfriend. And they stand on their own, but in a good way because both get so much light in a positive sense. And people are getting the day of time to be seen and heard, but also to get support and get resources to be able to overcome any challenges as well. I was really keen to talk to you in today's episode. Just understand more about yourself, your why more about you go bro you go girlfriend and everything just to do around your energy at the moment because it seems like you're on a mission like on a train that can't be stopped (laughs) and i love it (laughs) that's the thing i feel like i'm gonna create this probably you go empire which is just like everything under the under the umbrella because even i've got like a you go parents as well so (laughs) i've just got you go so that's just my motto now is just you go for everything. <laughs> yeah, that's epic. Where, where did this whole journey start for you? Like, why was this a purpose for you in the first place? Why did you want to pursue being able to support and help people? Yeah, it's really interesting because when I was a teacher originally, I always thought mm, there's more to this than just teaching. So I then changed from primary school to high school. And I ended up becoming a life design teacher. And what that is, is actually helping kids with their passion and purpose in life. And it was really perfect timing because as I was teaching those kids, those skills, I was then behind the scenes working on my own sort of spark when I just had this sort of igniting moment of realization that females don't get the education that they deserve. And I know even when we were younger, We didn't get told a lot about the female topics, whether it's periods, sex education, and in general, self-confidence for a lot of people, not just, you know, females, men as well. And what I noticed was people are talking about it, but they're still afraid about the implications of talking about it. They're not sort of ready to take on what's next, or they're not ready to take it on for themselves. But deep down, everyone wants to talk about them. Everyone wants to ask. Everyone wants to learn. And then who do we learn from? Google worst advice giver. So um, I just wanted to create an open space and awareness about it. So I was, you know, doing teaching on the side and then doing You Go Girlfriend and 
interesting enough, I was getting a lot of my guy friends to ask questions and answer questions about periods and sex education. They're like, Caitlin, can we talk about men's stuff? And I was like, oh, I do. And they're like, why don't you create a separate page? I was like, oh, I wasn't planning to, but should I? Uh, and then I was asking around going, mm, what could I do with this You Go Bro page? And I thought, you know what? Mental health is obviously a huge key component, but also confidence in themselves and also just allowing the collaboration of talking about what I'm talking about with females and also for men to know as well. So I really wanted to bring the two together and know that there's you know, a way for women to talk about what is going on with their bodies and know that it's completely normal and completely fine. And if you want to go zero to a hundred with any conversation, that is completely fine. And obviously for men, if you want to openly share, you want to be vulnerable, but also giving men empathy as well. So I've just created these two pages that were originally just ideas. And then now it's been a year since I've actually resigned from teaching and I cannot like look back anymore because the fire in the belly is there (laughs) and it's not going anywhere yeah wow that's epic i can see like i said before i can see in your energy and the way you show up and it's really inspiring to see and before i get into all the juicy stuff of like mental health and mindset i want to ask you when you first made the transition from like corporate world per se to then transitioning to doing your own thing and following your passion or your purpose how was that transition? Because I know a lot of people get stuck in that moment of, I need to stay in this job because of beliefs that they have, but then they have something else that they know will fulfill them, and they're, but they're too scared to take that leap. What was that transition like for you specifically? And was there anything you needed to do to overcome any beliefs? Yeah, I feel like when I resigned, it felt like the world was crumbling. I was like, what is my safety net? what is actually going to be something that supports me? Because going from a full income to who knows was very scary. And I, the first thing I did was I took a trip to Melbourne, probably not good for the finances, but I was just like, I wanted to celebrate. I was like, I'm ready for this. Can't wait. But that's what happened was I was obviously suppressing what I truly needed to face. So then when I came back, I had very intense conversations with my family going, what is the next steps for me? What what do I do? So I'm very blessed to have dad who is in the business industry. And he then gave me some amazing role models that did heaps of free summits. So I started tuning into Brendan Bouchard, um, Cohen Ray. I started tuning to all these epic people that gave me a light about where to start and where to actually start evolving. And then from there, I got to the point of using all those free tools and social media is such a great platform to be able to use. And then I just had to sort of think about, well, how am I going to become a salesperson and a business person? Don't get me wrong. I'm still learning. There's no professionalism here, but (laughs) I I know that every time I have been taught something, I have implemented it. And one of the biggest things I did at the beginning was there was the imposter syndrome, there was procrastination, there was the distraction overload, there was the anything. I I even felt like I was quarantining myself because I was like, well, I can't reward myself until I get this done. But then I would be sitting there going, I don't know how to get this done. So it was a massive spiral that I was able to do. And then 
what ended up happening was because nothing was sort of coming in, I said to mum and dad, I looked to them, I was like, I need a safety net. Like I, I can't actually do any more than this because I don't want to go out and to get another job. I know that I'm going to make this work. And they said, okay, we'll, we'll support you for a little bit, but you've got to be the one to make this work. And I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's make this work. So yeah, I just, I know that when people say that in a first year, a business will fail or people give up, my goodness, I feel like if you don't have that fire in your belly, if you don't have that passion to keep going through, I understand why you fell behind. I understand why you gave up because it's something that you have to be so determined on and something that will get you through the obstacles. I never say to people that, oh, I've got work. I never said that saying anymore. I was like, oh, I get to do this. And I was really excited about it. And even when I was learning, I was like, I'm very frustrated, but I know it's going to get me to the next point. So I just, I know that in such a quick, short space of time, I know how quickly I've grown and how quickly I've implemented because I've been so determined to make this work. And there's been changes. And of course, I've had people that have come at me with certain comments and even friends testing me. To be honest, I feel like I've been a really shit friend to a lot of people because I've chosen this as more of a priority. And I've really appreciated those people that have stayed around because it's given me that support to know that no matter where I'm at with my life, they will still support me. And yeah, I think the biggest thing was I'm so grateful for my family. If I didn't have them or anyone that is supportive in that field of just being there for you is just something that that got me through um, because, my goodness, the amount of tears, oh, they were definitely recorded as well because I was like, Caitlin, remember this moment? You're going to look back on this and be like, I'm so glad you pushed through. I'm so glad you just got up and did it again. You got up and you did it again. So, yeah, I've definitely learned a lot and I know that if someone is starting something, I've always said to people, if you're starting something, please reach out because I want to be able to help those people with their mindset and just to reconfirm that you can do it. Mm, that's amazing. There's a lot of things I want to break down from that as well. So many good talking points and um, an incredible journey as well. And the last part you talked about was the just showing up every day. And when you're on your purpose, when you speak to people, you're on your purpose, you're on your mission. It can kind of come off as like it's easy, but it's not. Like you said before, there's days where it gets really tough. And like I can relate with this as well. Like even though I love what I do, there's still days where I'm like, fuck. But it's just in those moments, that's when you find out a lot about yourself and understand a lot about yourself. And you think, cool, why am I feeling like this? Why is this coming up? And not letting that initial feeling in that moment determine any outcomes that are going to come from life. It's just letting things be moments and then see how you feel the next day after you've implemented some things that will make you feel better. But I just wanted to touch on that because it was an important point of just still showing up because when you are on your purpose, it doesn't mean every day is rainbows. You still have tough moments, but it's just how you navigate those tough moments. Mm, and I feel like one thing that I've always tried to do my best at is, you know, trying to get a break away from it because you can be so invested in trying to make things work. But I feel like it happens every time. Whenever I go on a holiday, I have this rain of people come in and I'm like, why is this happening when I'm on holidays that people are starting to come in? I'm like, why are they not coming in when I'm sitting there doing the work? And it just goes to show that as much as we need to do, 
you know, those steps and whether it's in your masculine energy and making systems flow and everything sort of automated, but you've got to have the time away also to feel the alignment and to be in that moment of going, this is my reason why, and just allowing people to come in that sort of set ground because too much of the time if we're just sort of forcing, 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 then we're not going to get the value piece out of it. We're just going to get the one percenters from people. So I felt like it's been a very lonely journey because I've gone from teaching, which is, you know, consistently around people socializing and I've gone, oh my goodness, not that I don't love my own company, love that. But when you're spending a lot of time with yourself, you're like, I've done a lot of work on me. I don't, I need people to talk to. So whenever you get those messages through social media and they send those thank yous or they send those really thoughtful things, you think, oh, good, I am doing something because you put so much out and so much love to people and you really are not trying to say you're expecting a lot from people, but when you get something and it lands, you're just like, oh, this just feeds into the soul to know that I'm on this journey. So I, I think when people say that they, when they talk about passion and purpose in life and they think it's a bit, you know, airy fairy, it's probably deep down that they're trying to figure out theirs and they just don't know what it is yet. And that's completely fine. Like you've got to have the curiosity, but you've got to be willing to actually learn more about this curiosity because as soon as it ignites and you, you have something to land for you, you have to then give it a go. Um, too many people have actually had their purpose given to them but they've completely shut it off because they've gone with expectations. They've gone with reality. They've just gone with whatever is meant to be the standard. So I just feel so eternally grateful that I've been able to have this message sent to me to say, Caitlin, you need to be doing this. And yeah, I I just, I know as much as it can be a lonely business, you connect with people in such a higher valuable energy um, because everyone's in that same field that are doing similar things. So just like yourself, and it's just so nice to be connected with people that get it. And I just want people to feel like that. You're definitely not alone in that. 100%. And the more you follow that mission in your life, the closer you get to your tribe. And like at the start, it is very lonely. So you're trying to find your feet. You're trying to connect with people, build rapport. But then down the road, you build this tribe of people and you look back and like, holy shit, I've made so many connections. <laughs> and I guarantee you feel that now with the lives that you do and the podcast that you have and getting other people's podcasts. Like you probably reflect sometimes like, wow, I've made so many positive connections. Yeah, even like what I did the other day, because I do a lot of events through Eventbrite and I went through, there was this um, data that showed like on the map of where people have like brought tickets and stuff. And I looked and I was like, oh, it's not just in Australia. It's like all over the world that people have. And I was like, I didn't even look at this. And then even obviously when you do um, podcasts as well, you see that random people pop up and I, I just, I think, oh my goodness. And I know that I've been watching it, but my Facebook is that close to 10,000. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that many people want to know about me. And you just think, this is something to celebrate, to celebrate connection and to celebrate that you've been able to create the impact no matter where you are, sitting in your room, sitting in front of a phone, sitting in front of a laptop, whatever it is, the impact is just next level. And that really just made me, it filled my cup just every time being able to know that no matter where, no matter how, and I love with my quirky videos, how I just, I just think, how is that going to get that many views? But hey, not saying I'm downplaying myself. I'm like, I was being a little bit kidding with this, but <laughs> hey, if it worked, if it related, too yeah. easy. 
That's it. People just love personalities. I feel like if you're unique, people will gravitate towards that. And one thing I say to a lot of people when they first start their journey, especially on the online space, trying to connect with people and trying to put a message out there, some people can get lost lost in the numbers and the views and think, I'm only getting 200 views. Now, I'm like, close down your eyes and picture 200 people sitting in front of you listening to that message you put on your reels or on your story. Well, that's a lot of people. There's still a lot of people. Like, you can't get into the whole comparison of other people and what views are they doing. You just got to focus on what you're doing and bettering and sharpening your own eye. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I've actually got those apps that restrict you because I was definitely that person that used to look at every single view and like, and don't be wrong at the beginning, it ignites a bit of like, Oh, curiosity. Cause you're like, wow, people are liking it. People are viewing it. Cool. Like I then had this incentive to keep pushing forward, but yeah, I would definitely say advice to do imagine that way because I was definitely corporate for just looking at it and being like, well, like, don't be wrong. I still look at them and go, wow, I didn't realize that was actually going to get to that point. Amazing. Cool. But I don't invest so much time into it or try and perfect it. Cause I'm like, that's just time and energy wasting. And you really just want to sort of go on to the next thing. Cause you got bigger things to come, but don't worry. The vision of me being in front of a big stadium stage, whatever it is that that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it's all about the intention behind it because yeah, I still check out, numbers and stuff like that. It's mainly to track and just to, I'm just curious, but it's not like a way to compare. So I guess it's all the intention that comes from it. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I feel like some people just need to go post, have a look, remove, (laughs) wait till maybe tomorrow to check in, see how it's going and then come back. But yeah, I definitely, I feel like there was moments where I would be out checking it every five minutes and just seeing whether it's growing or not. And I'm like, well, that's actually not going to allow it to authentically grow. That's not going to actually allow things to naturally take its place. You have to be really at a point of going, believing in yourself because otherwise you're wanting to get that validation from other people to know and realize your why. It's like, no, no. I should know my why and they should understand that this is where I'm coming from, being authentic, being myself. And if they like it, amazing. If they don't, it's not for everyone. I'm not going to please everyone. And trust me, I've learned that. <laughs> I've definitely learned that. That's it. Comparison is the theft of joy. Yeah. And we've, we've like converting because I know when you first start on this journey and especially carrying on with the journey as well, it can be a challenge for some people to convert a message from real life and try and to make that transparent online. Did you find that at all? Yeah, I feel like one of the things that I did right from the get-go was I opened up a lot about my mental health side of things straight away. And I just knew that if I could just share people to know that I was really struggling at a point in my life. And interesting enough, it was because I was going through therapy at the time and I thought, well, this is kind of a good way because then I can help people out. And I just felt like if I just show this side to people, know that it's okay um, to go through these things and to also open up the conversations more about female topics, that I know that if I'm leading that conversation, not only am I helping others, but I'm also helping myself to speak up about it and say that it's okay to feel this way. And I've done a lot of work on that. And I will always was someone who hardly cried. I really just kept everything in. I would probably be more angry than tears. But this <laughs> past two years, I have cried probably the most amount of my life. And that's fine. That was so therapeutic and it was so beautiful. And now I actually celebrate when I cry because I'm like, yes, Kayla, good on you. Like, that's so good. Um, I know it sounds weird, but I just, <laughs> I really do appreciate when I have those moments of going, 
I'm letting myself be vulnerable and it is so beautiful to see. It's so empowering. And that's why I really wanted to get across to people the power of vulnerability. And I had a lot of people message me saying, you're so powerful by doing this. And I was like, well, I'm going to keep doing it then. Mad, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so cool because like I, I relate with that a lot and I guarantee a lot of the listeners were listening here too because there, there is a stigma around crying for men and women. And the thing I say, like, if you've ever cried before, I know everyone has, myself, you, everyone listening, after you think so rational, like you're able to think clearly, like after a good cry, and you're actually able to put pieces together and become more solution-minded, like you feel so much more freer. And that's why I try and say to people, like, if you feel the urge to cry, don't suppress it, don't put it away, because energy can't be destroyed, only transferred. So let it out if you need to, because it is, mm. it's a powerful thing and it helps us overcome obstacles as well. Yeah. And I feel like I get like a really radiant glow when I finish crying as well. I'm like, oh, this is nice. So <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I feel like there's such a stigma behind it. And not only do I obviously the crying part, but when I got taught how to do like anger releases, oh man, that part for me was like, I needed that in such a healthy way. And sorry to my bed, but you definitely have got some thrashings, but <laughs> I definitely know that the importance of really letting things out. Um, Because as you said, when it's energy or an emotions, they're meant to be moving. They're not meant to be staying still. And the more that you do it, obviously you're allowing yourself to just naturally let them flow and let them go through. Um, But yeah, when it comes to emotions, they are meant to be like felt. But I always like to say when people say, oh, emotions are positive and negative. Like I wish if I went back to teaching, I would erase that line and say it's not positive or negative and we aren't our emotions we just have emotions it's all it is we just have emotions they come and go and we're meant to feel them at any point of our lives and they help us grow especially when we have those really bad moments they allow us to tap into our subconscious like never before and when we've tapped into that we are ready to grow and learn even more so as a person. So I encourage emotions because I'm like, man, you're going to level up from this because you're going to understand a whole different world to you. And people, especially when it comes to bad experiences, like, oh, I can't believe that happened to that person. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but when it does, the learning and the growth that comes from it, it's substantial. And it's such a moment that you've been given for a reason because you need to channel into this for a reason for yourself to become the better version of yourself. 100%. There's a lot of juicy topics I want to break from that as well. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm like bringing it all in. (laughs) The first one is I want to um, wrap up the last piece that you said was that where things happen for you and not to you. But then some people say, but I can't see it like that. Then I say to people, well, let's just look at that situation that happened and let's just act like it happened for you. What could you? What can you learn from it? You looked at it in that perspective, and it's just trying to think of out of the box like that when you've been through certain situations. And I know terrible things have happened to people, and it's unfair. But you still got a life to live, and you got to find ways to overcome or find ways to cope so you can live a more fulfilled, better life. Because each day you're going to wake up, and you're still going to feel these emotions that arise, and you're still going to feel these reactions that arise. And, when you want the next day to be better than the last and the next day to be better than the last. It's just thinking of these new perspectives and becoming more curious about your emotions and why you are feeling the way you're feeling. Then that also ties into the other point where you said, no emotions, bad. I love that because emotions are signs. So if you're feeling an emotion, 
It's a signal for something, like something has happened for this emotion to rise. And I wanted to just double down on that as well because that's an important message for people to hear because you think an emotion comes up, you have to, you have to do something immediately to get rid of it. It's like, no, why is this coming up in the first place? Like, it's not random. Like, it's rather a buildup of something you've been doing continuously over a certain period of time. Or maybe it's something that's happened in the moment that's triggered you, but why is this coming up? Mm. And I just, I feel like so many people take the tendency to blame on whatever it is or they try and make excuses rather than just sitting it. Hey, I'm anxious right now. I can feel that I'm anxious. I can tell that it is and I can hear you. I can listen to you. I know it's happening and I'm just going to get through it. No matter, even if I'm out in a nightclub partying, I can tell that this is all happening for a reason, but it's okay. It's only temporary because it's not going to stay around for long. And that's a really key part is so many people can choose to complain or you can just take the reins and just feel it and have the intent and know that you once you get through it, it's done. That's okay. And then when it comes back around again, you're like, okay, well, the last time I felt this, I was able to do this and it made me feel better about this. So maybe I try that. Okay, maybe it didn't work. What's another strategy I can work? So it's like you're playing a little bit of a game with yourself to be like, okay, clearly that's not allowing me to get to the fulfillment of the point. If I know that I try this or try that, then, you know, see what happens next. So it's really no one's got the perfect way of doing it. And that's why it's so beautiful is because you're just meant to understand yourself and how you best understand it and what gets you through it. But know that there are some amazing people out there that can support and guide and sort of lead the way if you are struggling on how, um, because sometimes you just go, I'm really at a point now where I don't know where else to go from here and I don't know what else to say. So that's when you lead for support. And support is huge too. And because like you said, like, even though you could do something that you know works and it doesn't work, it's not just giving up then. It's like multiple things can work for the one um, emotion that's arising. Like for me, if I feel stressed, usually my go-to is breath work. I know the science behind it. I know it works. But sometimes it doesn't work. But it's not freaking out in the moment. It's like, cool, what else can I do that can help move this energy out of my body? Rather it's meditation, ice baths, exercise, whatever it is. But it's just having enough tools in your tool belt. So when things arise, you know how to cope. Oh, absolutely. And I was going to throw this curveball out here, but I know that the pleasure of even understanding yourself in a sexual setting as well, having that also helps release emotions as well. So if you're really feeling like that you've been straught up with stress and you've had a lot of anxious and anxiety, all that stuff, if you actually really fulfill yourself in the pleasurable way, you actually can release so much more than what you actually are putting out there. So it's actually encompassing all walks of life, whether it is obviously your day-to-day sort of life, but it's also your connection with other people and yourself, but actually really giving that full pleasure for yourself in life in general, whether it is that laughing belly moment or if it's a smiling or if it is, you know, the kinky stuff, whatever level it needs to be for you, you have to provide yourself the tools to make you feel more fulfilled in a pleasurable life. And I know that it's just so it's so interesting because sometimes people even say the study of when people actually do have intercourse that they have a release or a cry in not in a way that people are thinking straight away, but actually a real energetically beautiful way. It's interesting because that is actually something that is a different connection and bond with someone that is releasing something that they haven't been able to do 
with anyone else or themselves. So emotions really play out in all sorts of life and it doesn't matter where it is. We just have to be sort of comfortable in knowing that they can come up at any point and be ready for the uncomfortable parts because, you know, if they're uncomfortable and they're alarming, then they're, they might be there for a reason. So it's either a protective mechanism. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like no matter what plays into it, emotions do have such a huge status and, uh, you know, you really just, the, the, <laughs> the easy way is to hide them. The harder way is to show them, but I don't like to say easy heart, but that's just how you got to say it to people to kind of understand the length I'm coming from. But, you know, I would rather take the hard choice because man, how far I've grown, woo, I'm ready for more. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. And I said, like how you said, you got to show them because when I used to suppress my emotions, but I looked at people like who I looked up to when I first started this journey was people like Tony Robbins and Lewis Howes, all these and all these type of people. And they always talked about identifying your emotions, becoming curious about them and embrace them. And I was like, oh, what happens if you do that? And then so many good things came from that personally. But I know you said before about tools and you said tools make you um, make you fulfilled for a pleasurable life. What were those tools for you? And what are those tools that you implement? Yeah, so I feel like one of the things that I actually learn a lot about was I know for obviously for a man it's a little bit different, but it can actually work for you as well. But I'm just going to focus more on like the feminine energy lens. And what I notice is when I've done a lot of personal work is that I now, get ready for this tagline, I now can get turned on when I have a cup of tea. Everyone's like, what? what are you talking about? And I used to tell my girlfriends that there were certain things in my daily life that I now have worked towards because I've ignited something in my body that has energetically allowed me to feel more turned on than I ever have before. Now, this isn't saying that I'm reading around, you know, doing all these things to, <laughs> you know, make me turn on all the time, but it's, it's such a, it's an interesting way when you do the breath work, the deep breath work, when you actually, for women, if you are actually moving your hips in a certain way, because we've got such a magnificent area down there, you can actually really ignite this energetic motion that is going through your body and it can actually stimulate a lot of things that make you feel good about yourself. So when we're actually walking, we can either walk like a man, we can walk like a woman and feel turned on. It just, it's so comical, but a lot of women actually walk very much like a soldier walk back and forward and that's it. But if you have this sort of sway in your hips, I can guarantee you'll be like, something's different. Something feels a bit, mm. and that's why women love dancing or, you know, because it gets us going, it gets us radiating. And it's just such a magnetic feeling when this isn't even, this isn't the level of even talking about sex. This is actually just pure pleasure of feeling something good within yourself. And when I had that igniting feeling of going, I'm drinking a cup of tea and I'm getting turned on. I do not understand. Like I could drink teas like normal. This doesn't make sense. So when you actually do the work and the layers of actually understanding that there is something really magnificent in our bodies and a real deep connection that we can have when we actually understand, learn about ourselves, trial experiment be patient with yourself it's not going to happen straight away <laughs> don't just go to the cup of tea and be like hmm, i'm gonna start swaying my hips and see what happens don't try that but if you are just willing 
to really think about feminine energy, I would start listening to podcasts. I would start tuning into videos. I would start reading people, start, you know, looking at my page, whatever it needs to be, little things that get you curious because that's exactly what I did. I got curious. I did my research. I started embedding it in. It was part of my routine. I now dance more than I ever have before, and that ignites me more than ever. You know, you can have a shower, and that's great, but do you need to do it like a robot, or could you actually enjoy your shower while you're doing it? Like, there's just things that we're doing everyday life, things that people complain about. Yeah, okay, it is what it is, but, man, you can change those everyday things into something a lot more enjoyable. Do I dance every day? No. Do I dance most days? Yeah, probably, because... I got that fire in my belly of going, I know that I can change my headspace. I know that I can change my day for the better if I choose to. So I, yeah, I recommend dancing (laughs) as a tool. (laughs) That's epic. It's like touching into that flow and that femininity for women. And I want to ask about that because that's a very interesting subject. And I haven't delved too deep into this personally. So I'm keen to understand it a bit more. Because it seems like today we are in quite a masculine world. Like there's so many corporate jobs. There's so many. It's like life is just go, 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 structures, routines, go. And women could potentially, you could educate me a bit here, could be stepping out of their feminine to try and step into their masculine more to fit into the modernized world. Do you see that? And um, yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, it scares me. Seeing how many women are in their masculine energy, it frightens me. It's like, oh, my goodness, those women will never know what it truly means to be female. Now, I'm not here to go against genders, stereotypical things. I'm I'm not trying to go onto any basis on that. I'm just talking really about feminine energy because we are genetically made to have this for a reason. So because of the masking of, you know, you have to – work hard to earn, you know, big and all these conceptions that are happening, it, it actually is so mind-blowing that it's the complete opposite. For women, we need so much more rest. You, We cannot function without rest. So when we're doing those big hours, just like men, it's not sustainable for our bodies at all. I've done them and I'm like, oh, God, that really was not good for the next day. And just with our hormones, they are completely different to how men's hormones facilitate and work. So we don't have certain levels exactly the same. Like for men, their testosterone is really high and that can keep them going and that can sort of, they don't actually have to have much sleep. I am recommending everyone still have sleep, but for men, they can keep going. They can keep doing what they need to do. And what tends to happen is with females is because there's such a masculine energy, what's actually happening is that men are not feeling like they can be masculine. So then they're bringing themselves down. They're hiding themselves. And then all the women are like, where's all the men? And it's like, well, you're kind of dominating and you're very intimidating because you're not allowing a man to lead. You're not allowing a man to be a gentleman. You're not allowing him to sort of grace you with his, you know, logical mindset, being able to be goal-driven, orientated, purpose-driven, whatnot. But I love this notion that females actually need to be a lover, not a mother. Because so many times women are in their masculine energy and they're telling, 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 telling. And then men just sort of wipe off. They're like, oh God, all you do is nag. All you do is talk about this. And it's like, okay, I know you want to communicate to your man right now, but you need to come from a very feminine energy. You need to be more like 
calm in your response, firstly. (laughs) Secondly, you need to actually allow them to be curious about what you want them to do. You can show them, you can actually allow them to sort of have a go at it. Let them make mistakes. That's how they're going to (laughs) learn. You don't need to keep going, do this, do this, do that. And they're like, well, I'm not going to learn. So I give up. And you want them to do chores? Well, they're not going to because you are taking control. So you need to let men take the control. And women, you do need to actually feed and neutralize men because they're very hardworking men out there and they need to have, you know, the things that you are doing good for yourself, taking care of yourself, all those self-care habits. Men need you to show them as a role model to be like, okay, I don't know I'd need to do this. Can you show me? And that's where the balance is really amazing is when you have that connection piece of females showing that slow pace, loving connection and a man helping people with their drive, their purpose, and being able to be that protective supporter, that whole energy of just being in your feminine, being in masculine is such a beautiful thing when you put them two together. So I know that there are some women out there that are doing amazing work on feminine energy, and I am going to be someone who keeps preaching about it because as soon as I've been aware of it, I'm like, Wow, that definitely changes the ball game on how females need to be, not only for themselves, but also how they communicate. And that's why I love what I do with You Go Bro, because I have a lot of time and respect and empathy for men, because we've got to give them the time of day as well. Mm, that's so interesting. I'm glad a lot of that is just like, I relate with it a lot, especially like on the men's end, because for me, I guarantee a lot of the men listening here too would relate with this. Like, I do not like seeing women stress. Like it's like one of my biggest hits to seeing a woman stress from working too much. It's like you stop that, let me take over. You uh, go look after yourself. You go nurture. You do something that's not in this essence of driven masculine. I understand that women have to be masculine sometimes because we both um, contain both energies. Like sometimes I have to step into my feminine. But as a man, I don't like seeing it. Like it's like an ick for me. That's where I feel like I need to step up and be a leader in that moment. That's like you said, we need more men to step up and be leaders, but also women need to, I wouldn't say step down is the right word, they need to step up into their feminine and step into that realm as well. And that was a really important topic because especially when it comes into what motivates a man, like if you try and tell him what to do, what to do, what to do, he's going to fall back and be scared and shut down. But if you big him up, let's just say something to do with chores and you big him up about that, He's going to be like, oh, I'm going to do that more now. <laughs> that will motivate him to keep doing it because his ego gets a bit boosted and he's feeling good about himself. And it's just depending on how you communicate and understanding the dynamics of feminine and masculine, it's super important for people to understand that we possess both from within us and how to utilize them both to make sure we are getting good results for ourselves. Yeah, and I feel like for men, their competitive nature is great. So if you really want to get them to do something, I know you can find a quirky way to make it competitive, to make them feel like they've accomplished something. And that is so much more of a rewarding sense for them rather than just demanding and telling them they've done something wrong. So I I know that I've had to really work on my language because obviously I've been influenced by my mother, not that she's a bad person, but just the way that that era has sort of come down. And I'm like, okay, no, that's not how I want to speak to you know, my dad and my pop and all those people in my life that are male figures. So it's interesting because now my family are like, 
Caitlin, how come you know how to speak to dad? Like he just only wants to speak to you now. I was like, well, interesting enough. Um, so it's amazing how I've been willing to change the way and being accountable. Cause I was like, okay, Caitlin, I have to be the one to change this. It's not going to happen from them. They're not going to change. You have to be the one to figure out how to talk to people better, how to change this way, how to be the person that you want to be. So yeah, the biggest piece is being accountable in taking those steps. So those people that are listening, if you're curious, be accountable and take the step and learn about it. And like us men out there as well, to get more of an insight into the feminine female or just feminine energy, what's some things we could be more wary of or more informative of to be able to make sure that we're communicating correctly and also making sure that the feminine energy is being heard and seen in a sense. Because I know men or masculine energy, when a feminine or a female comes to us and tells us something they're going through straight away, like, do this, do this, do this, do this, try to give them all these solutions. And they're like, not listening to me. And it's like, oh, fuck. And it creates like this, you know, it can create this thing. And it's just like, what could men do to be able to understand females and the feminine energy more? I feel like I'm probably going to start with what females need to do for men is guys need time to figure things out. So I know for women, it definitely comes down to we want that connection. We want that love. We really want that straight away. Hence why women talk so much is because we want to be able to have that form of connection, you know, even if they're rattling off a million lists of things to do and if they're venting, whatever it needs to be. Women want that time. So if you have not figured out the perfect answer, do not just spit out an answer. Just say, hey, babe, I don't know, people use babe at the moment, but hey, babe, I really want to give you the right answer. I appreciate you want to talk right now, but if you can just give me, I don't know, say a time, 10 minutes, then I will give you the answer that you want. Um, I appreciate you. I love what you're doing. Just giving them a little bit of compliments, but just saying, hey, I don't want to answer this right now. If I can just have a bit of time, let me think about it and then come back to it. Because if you give them that little bit of something, just the beginning, just to sort of make them feel seen, make them know, because otherwise that brain is going to tick like no tomorrow. They're going to analyze what you've just done. They're going to think that you don't like them. They're going to think, oh my God, they've just walked away. They haven't done this, this and this. They don't like me. I must not be good. Like the list goes on. It's ridiculous how crazy our minds go. If you just give that little seed of protection of going, hey, I really appreciate I'm looking out for you, but just give me that little bit of time so I can give you a better answer. Because right now, I cannot think. I've got so much in my brain about work. I can't even think about what you've just given to me. And if you give me that respect and allowing the females, ladies, allowing the man to have that time, don't go chasing after him. You have to trust that in that moment, he's going away to help you, to help your relationship, to help whatever conversation needs to be said. It has to be that time to be able to come through. So I just, I think it's so important for both, for both females and males to understand that when you communicate effectively, it is so beautiful and you can actually have healthy conflict. Hey, I didn't really like how you said this about me. It made me feel this. Um, hey, I really didn't like the way that you just bombarded me with a million things, <laughs> but I would love it if you told me it in a different way. So just instead of 
coming at it with such an anger tone and the heighten of it. Like no one gets anything resolved when it comes to a screaming match. I understand that there are tired moments. Like we cannot control those tired bickering moments. We just have to say to one another, hey, we're both tired. This is not going to get resolved. We just need to leave it because it's just, it's going to get worse. So really knowing yourselves when you're at your worst to not have conflicting conversations. I know women really crave it. You just tell them, give them compliments, love and support. Be like, I know you really want this answer and I really love that you want this from me, but right now we're not going to get to the bottom of it and I hope you understand that. So it's just becoming a little bit more clever and taking a little bit of a step back and going, okay, she's feeling this way, I'm feeling this way. Is this going to be resolved or if it's not going to be? I'm just obviously assuming it's a conflict that we're talking about here. It could be any conversation, but... Um, they're the ones that common thread that people want to talk about. It's just, it's so crucial to just put yourself in the other person's shoes and going, okay, I know she wants this from me. What can I do in this moment to help her so that she doesn't have a million things going through her mind? Because I know as soon as I leave, something's going to spin around. So you just need to really give that calming sense. And if for some reason classic woman moment here if for some reason she goes off her toots and she's just going fiery that's when the silence is completely fine because you're not going to you're not going to help it you're not going to help the situation let her say what she needs to say just it's so bad but females need to tone it down here but anyways just allow the conversation to happen and then the next day be like hey I know that you really wanted that answer but now I can give it to you I know that it wasn't the time but I want you to be present so anyways I can keep rambling on (laughs) I know that it's just it's so important that both people do the work Mm, communicate effectively because you can Mm. communicate but what's the purpose behind it and I like how you said for the men to not give an answer straight away. Cause I feel like if you're in that reactive state, you're scrambling words to put together. And this is not just in a relationship. This can go through anything in life. Like if you're constantly in the reactive state, just trying to piece things together and hope it works, you're not going to get the results you want in life. You need to be more responsive. You need to have that time to reflect and especially walking away. I feel like men get the best results in life when they sit in solitude with their own thoughts and from there on, they're able to piece things together and create something that is going to be more beneficial. So have that man having that space of anything in life, especially in relationships where he's able to go to a space and collect his thoughts, there's going to be better outcomes. And then also, like you said, just give the other person relationship that reassurance and that love as well. Let them communicate effectively with them while you're walking away as well. Don't just throw your hand in the air and walk away and then come back and be like, how about this and this? Like, Actually make <laughs> sure you communicate with the other person as well. But that was, uh, that was a really good take. Yeah, and I think one of the things that men can obviously really take on board is you then have to go back and actually have the conversation. You can't just completely wipe out and be like, oh, well, she said to be silent. Okay, cool. Like, I don't have to talk. No, no, no. There is an absolute point that you need to go back and reconnect that conversation and make sure that it is done because oh, females, their memory, oh, it's so good. Those little conversations, every little thing, nook and cranny is all there. So just make sure that you're using that time and that space to obviously decompress whatever you need to do for yourself. Make sure you're taking care of yourself in that moment. But then in the last five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever needs to be, 
spending that time going, okay, so she asked me this. What is the way that I want to communicate it? So, yeah, just make sure it comes back around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make sure you go back at the conversation. <laughs> the poor women are like, oh, I've done the right thing. What am I doing now? <laughs> yeah, what's next? <laughs> yeah. uh, this is great. I feel like we could have a whole podcast episode just talking about relationships and that actually be an interesting topic that we could actually look into going down the road as well. Maybe do some yeah. Q&As and touch on some deep level stuff. But I wanted to come back earlier on your story. You talked about having the right people around you. I know your father was a part of that, being able to point you in the right directions with people like Karen Ray and checking out their free webinars. And I just wanted to touch on like, what is some tools people can do or some ways people can find the right environment? Because I know for yourself, you had your dad and he was able to push you towards Karen Ray and all these incredible people. Do you have any advice to people on how to find good environments for people? Yeah, I feel like one of the things is depending on what your, you know, journey with your passion and purpose in life with is one of the things that I would obviously start with is realize who is your support people just around you at the moment, just starting with that and being like, and actually testing out the conversation with them and saying, Hey, this is what I'm looking at doing. What do you think? And as soon as you get the answer, you know, they're either in or they're out, but Hey, they may leave later on. But just knowing from the beginning of going, is this, have I got people around me that support me? You're not giving up, but you just need to test the waters of being like, what is landing and not landing at the moment? Am I really clear on what is happening? Then what I noticed is as I was doing social media, I then was linking with people, asking, learning from people that are already doing something. One of the biggest things that people get wrong from the beginning is they look at people that are doing so well and they get threatened by them. They are so afraid of them. And it's like, oh my goodness, they have been where you are right now. They have done exactly what you're doing. If you reach out to them and ask them and seek, you know, some support, they may or may not reply. That's okay. You're meant to have the right people that answer you anyways. So just asking those people, what do I do? What's my next step? What do you suggest? And asking people in the field. Now I know there are some amazing people out there, especially in the female industry that are doing coaching, that are talking about periods, that are talking about sex education. I could have 100% been like, oh, they're doing well. I don't want to follow them. Oh, they're doing. No, I chose to celebrate them. I chose to actually connect with them and find a way where I can actually learn from them. Yes, I've met some people and be like, oh my goodness, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I've had those moments. Where I'm like, nope, I'm not communicating with them again. And that's okay. It's not meant to please everyone. But it's so important that you celebrate because that's going to be you one day. That's going to be you in that position where things do come so naturally because everyone has those steps to get to that point. And I I definitely didn't keep thinking of myself, oh, I'm just beginning, I'm just beginning. I changed my way of thinking, I'm learning. I'm It's an unfamiliar environment, I'm learning. And I just kept showing up, being like, hey, um, I do this, would you be interested? Like I know I went to my local gym, I was like, hey, I do female empowerment workshops, would you be keen to do it? I've never done one before. Next minute, the thing got sold out. I was like, oh, God, okay. And I, I had this moment of going, I need to show up more often because I'm like, that actually worked. But it's amazing when you just show up and be like, this is me. This is what I'm about. You're either in or you're out. 
And so many people take on that, you know, real, wow, oh my God, okay. I, I worked out when I used to say, oh, I'm just, you know, just starting. Then people would be like, oh, that's cute. It's like, oh, okay, I don't want to do that. Just be like, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Make it up if you have to, just to get yourself that confident level to go, I know I can do this. I know I can achieve this. And yeah, I, I've definitely been lucky. I've had, you know, also a business coach through someone I did um, a course with many, many years ago when I was a teenager. He's now got his own business company called Business Blueprint. And he sort of took me under his wing because I confessed to him. I said, hey, I'm not making a lot of money. Uh, I really would love some support. And, you know, what can you do for me? So also being truthful as well, as much as I said to be show up and be a little bit cocky, <laughs> you know, you also want to be vulnerable to people as well and tell your truth and tell your story because that connects a whole different ball game as well. So I, I just... I feel like the biggest step is if you start showing to your family and friends first, taking that leap and going, okay, this is where I want to start. This is where I want to go. This is the step that I want to take. What do you think? That's your first audience. That's your first sort of presentation type and seeing what it is. And if you are so strong in it and everyone said no, then you ignore them. You go, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to prove to you and I'm going to make this happen. And I love all those stories there's so many people have said, oh, everyone said no, but look at me now. And it's like, mm. exactly, because you just kept showing up. And yeah, and that's why I've just been so, so blessed and thankful that I cannot wait for another year's time. I'm like, oh man, just if this was the first year, holy moly, <laughs> that's insane. That's awesome. So, and I cannot wait to do like a proper analysis of everything. Um, I think I've done like 20 events um, just from starting out and I'm like, my goodness, this is insane. So yeah, it's, it's really, really epic to see where it's going. That's and I know, great. I know that like everyone says, which I don't like to hear, but everyone says that first couple of years is always figuring it out. Um, and that's because you're learning, but I cannot wait to back. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I think, I think like even 10 years and you're still figuring that out. To an yeah. extent, like I don't think you ever stop learning. I feel like if no. you stop learning, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna literally your business is gonna die or your mission is gonna die because you get to a certain point where there's no growth. You get to a cap. Like you're constantly curious, you're constantly on the line, you're constantly pushing yourself. Like you're gonna grow so much. Like this year has been one year of twenty events, podcast. You go bro, you go girlfriend, you go parents. All these amazing things you're doing. Like imagine next year, the next five years. 10 years, you keep pushing on that. Like, it's unreal the things that can come in life if you embody what you truly want and you take action on that. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like, you know, you got that little fire in your belly, as I said before. It's just so, it's so beautiful when you just ignore everyone else's perceptions and you just do what you need to do. Don't get me wrong. I've had some very interesting questions with my family about sex education and periods. And they've been like, Oh my God, Caitlin. But I got the conversations out of them and they're like, Caitlin, what have you done? What have you done? But even I got conversations out of my Nana pop and I was like, Oh my God, can't believe I'm doing this. But I just kept saying to myself, I know how important this is. I know how it's so needed and I'm just going to keep sticking with it. And, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly right. I absolutely love the message. I love the work that you're doing. And before we wrap this up, is there anything you'd like to share with the audience here? Yeah, one of the biggest pieces I always really love to talk about is 
really being your authentic self with, you know, all got our own gifts and talents and strengths. And one of the biggest things that we keep talking about here is obviously being curious and learning about yourself. You've really got to give that stance of just really living into, I'm so unique and special for my own self, my own reasons. And you have a gift to give to people I don't know what it is. You'll figure that out. I can't be like Oprah and give you the answer there. But I know that if you just believe in your true authentic self, that is the most magical thing that you could do and continue to work on. So yeah, just being truly yourself because if you accept yourself, then you'll learn to love yourself. Facts. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's epic. And like, if people want to work with you, if people want to check out your content, where's the best place? And I'll also link it all in the bio as well. Yeah. So you go girlfriend and it's got like a little underscore underneath it. Um, obviously Instagram, Facebook, um, yeah, TikTok as well. And then I've also got you go bro, no underscore for that one. Just you go bro, <laughs> um, on all platforms as well. But oh, and obviously YouTube. Yeah. Chuck that one out there as well, whatever it needs to be. Um, but know that my messenger is always open because people don't really want to confess the uncomfortable topics where I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy to parent it on. So yeah, if you ever need to chat about anything, um, doors always open and happy to chat whenever you need. Epic. I'll link it all in the bio of this episode, so check it out. I just want to say, Caitlin, thank you for jumping on. I appreciate the work that you're doing. And also, I yeah, appreciate you coming on today. Oh, I really appreciate you, Ryan. You're doing such amazing work, and you guys are lucky to listen to an epic podcast. So, yeah, really appreciate it. Not just because of me, yeah. but because <laughs> of, of this man. He's awesome. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> but cheers, Caitlin. I uh, appreciate everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next time. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode because it does showcase how amazing it is when you really reflect upon the time that you've spent on a passion and purpose in life and where it actually takes you. But otherwise, my love, I hope you're taking care of yourself and looking after yourself. Know that I'm always here to have your back and support you in every way that I can. Thank you for tuning into this episode and I will let you get going (laughs) and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I truly appreciate it. And you deserve to feel heard, seen, valued and supported. Book in your next date with me by subscribing to our podcast and take a peek at our show notes for links that you might have missed. Until next time. Bye, my love.